Oh yeah. Week 16. Can't miss Mitch here. Peter the Irish guy. It's the Bet the Algo Free 3 live from the Casa Cartel in Mexico. I am coming off a big Sunday of puking my brains out. Didn't watch one game of football. Not one. I could I honestly wanted to put a bullet in my brain. My wife and I were taking turns of puking. She would go puke, and then I would hear her puke, and then I would go and puke, Pete. And you know who else puked their brains out? The algo. It absolutely stunk. It stunk. Hey, it was a great, great Sunday to get food poisoning and to to not have to kind of watch what went on. Yeah, it, it was... One of those, another kind of week where a lot of these big favorites pull away and, and things kind of look half decent. Like the Arizona Safran game was the perfect one. That was a consensus pick from all of us. And um, Arizona come out and just a perfect opening drive. Colin Murray marches down the field, score. Now they're at home getting 12 and a half. And you're like, this is just, this looks perfect. Like this is exactly the start you want as an Arizona better. Um, and then Kyler Murray throws a pick six and San Francisco like get to 40, score 45 points. And you know, they, they don't cover somehow. So that's how it felt like the weekend went. I'm so thankful. I didn't watch anything. I couldn't do anything. Uh, I'm happy to move on. Look, you're only as good as your last game or your last win. The algo did come out last night on primetime, predicted a Seahawks outright victory against the Eagles, which very shady, by the way, Pete, uh, that they didn't announce that Hertz was not going to play or was going to play very, very uh, close to game time. I've been seeing quite a bit of that. Uh, this season. Not a lot of gamblers are happy with that. Uh, the folks... Yeah, it, yeah it, was, it was interesting. I was seeing it on Twitter, people upset. Um, understandable, but at the same time, like I, I don't know what the rules are. What's the cutoff for the team when the team lineup has to be announced? I presume it's one hour, 60 minutes before kickoff. Yeah, I'm it not sure. We'll have to, I'll look into that as, yeah, as we're, we're chatting. I, I am curious about that. I mean, if it's me and I'm on the other side of the ball, yeah, I want to know who I'm playing against so I can match up my defense. But hey, you'll find right. out when, when I'm there. I mean, you know. It, yeah, it, it, that, it doesn't, there's, there's league rules, I'm sure. I'm sure it's an hour. Like, for instance, in the Premier League in soccer, one hour before kickoff, the team is an end. But up until that point, you're under no obligation to tell anyone who's playing. Like it's to your advantage to keep that a secret, right? So, Pete, look, hey, I just want to get into this a little bit. And we recently, I say yesterday, uh, there was a, a, a big uh, social media uh, blast on that was essentially started by Mendenhall uh, on the all black, all white. Team, I just have. Here's what I want to just say about this. What do you think the actual line would be on this game? I think the very there's a very important question that needs to be answered before you can establish the line. 
and it's what we do with mixed race people. Is it is the all white team? Does it have to be fully white? Yeah, and anyone that has that has a black parent, whether mother or father, um, uh, you know, in a biracial relationship, are they then disqualified? So that's a question that, according to you know, that was one on the social that was kind of the, one of the funnier ones where like, well, you know, it depends. So that's going to come into it a lot. For instance, Patrick Mahomes, is he white? Where's he by? Well, no, he's he he's he's definitely. I think if you're mixed, then you're automatically uh, you you go to the uh, all blacks. That's what I say. I think I, that's I just kind of my that's kind of my vantage. And here here's here's the rule: uh, me being a Jew, if your mom is a Jew, like you're automatically a Jew. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's no, just automatic. And so right. let's, I think you're right. so I think we just have to go with that. I think it's a very interesting, uh, uh, I would love to see it actually, because I think we were talking about it yesterday. I think globally it would have the most reach of all time, uh, than any other sporting event. It would be hilarious. It would be fun. Uh, you know, in, in this world, and we're not going to get into anything, but in this world of all this divisiveness, this would just be a fun way to kind of embrace, hey, look, this is what we are, and we kicked your ass. I personally would think that the All Blacks uh, would, I think the spread, if I'm setting this as a bookmaker, minus 21 and a half. I think... Oh, my God. That's, well, that's completely ludicrous. It would never be that many points. It would be close to one touchdown. Oh my God! I would, I would. It'd be between seven and ten points because the only real advantage they have, which is a big one, is the backfield. That's it. It's it's that corner. So you essentially have, have, but that's two positions. You have both corners. There's which is everything. There's no, no, but there's been more than enough, like Hall of Fame white safeties in the league. So you can get away with some of the backfield as a white guy. There's two positions. Both of your starting corners um, would you we'd struggle, but that's only two positions. Then there's a number of positions that the black team wouldn't have. Center, they don't have anyone to be a decent. There's center a few centers. The there's a few. I mean, there are there are there are there are a few centers, but I limited. They've known to kick the ball. Don't need like it. If they don't, don't need yeah, it. But if they don't get, well, listen, the 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 white team front seven are going to be as good as the black team front seven. So there's definitely uh, more than one occasion you're going to be able to get a three and out. Like, it's just not automatic. Every so so you say it's a seven-point game? Yeah, it's not, it's not that. You're, you're setting the line at seven. Okay. Uh, I, 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 think, I think it's an interesting conversation. I would absolutely love, love to see something like this because it would just be – it would be too hilarious. Um, Pete, you know who did worse than the algo? Not only me puking, but I also picked uh, – I think I went like – I don't know what like all time. It was all time. I you think went, I you went you went two. 11, I had two wins. And three. I had two, two wins, wins. Two eleven and three. Wow, that is the worst record um, of the season. Amazing uh, so far. It's pretty amazing. It really just fits into your Sunday uh, perfectly. Myself on the other hand, don't look now, but Faith, the Irish guy, has had. Three of the last four weeks have had ten wins, nine wins, nine wins. So 
I'm trying to get back up to that 500 number. I'm only two games behind you. Iago's still out, out in front overall um, in the plus. So uh, we're all chasing Iago. Okay. Well, let's get into the free three. Uh, today, we will be covering on the free three. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Carolina game. Dallas at Miami and Cleveland at Houston. So let's get into the Green Bay Carolina game. I love to talk about this. Uh, Green Bay goes on the road. Carolina got a win, which certainly as New England Patriot fans, we absolutely love that. Get another victory, please. Uh, This line opened up at four very early. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, The line is now Carolina getting four and a half. By the way, uh, Carolina... Against the spread, as bad as they are, they're 2-3-1 and one at home. Is this enough points? Does Green Bay get back on track here? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think my gut would say um, Green Bay will, and they're good enough to get back on track. That last game, though, against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay really dismantled them. It, it may be an outlier where Tampa just had one of those days were able to put up, what, 34 points in Green Bay. Funny enough, Baker Mayfield, the first ever quarterback to go into Green Bay and put up a perfect passer rating um, as, a, as a road QB, which is pretty amazing. So, yeah, Green Bay kind of shit the bed. In a, all these games are big for them right now. If they're trying to stay in the hunt and make the postseason. Um, but they kind of confuse me. I'm definitely not convinced about them. They could go into Carolina and lose this football game. I, that would not shock me. Um, the line, four and a half, five, kind of tells you that I don't really think Vegas really know where to put this line. When you when you see those four to six number in that window, it's kind of confusing. We're not really sure. We're, we don't think it's seven, but we don't think it's three. Um, it could really, It could really go any direction. I don't think Carolina win this game outright. But I think it's going to be inside seven points. I think they showed enough in that last game to get home against the Flint and the defense played well. It was a sloppy game in the rain, which kind of helped that. But I'm going to take the points on Carolina here. Just a, a thought. Actually, I'm seeing some numbers at minus five. Even I wouldn't be surprised if this number climbs. Uh, very similar line to what we saw in, at the Hawks game, same number, and I think the Hawks ended up at plus 175. Carolina's plus 185. 98% of the public bet on Green Bay for the money line. 79% on Green Bay against the spread. Look, Green Bay does some things relatively well. Uh, they can, their yards per rush, they're ranked 10th. Yards per play, they're ranked 13th. Their third down conversion rate, they're sixth in the league. Convert 44% of the time or just under. So I think this Green Bay team is better than Carolina. There's no question about this. I did say, Pete, if you remember two weeks ago when Jordan Love came off that big victory, uh, I believe that was uh, against the Chiefs. And everybody was all over Jordan Love. They they loved him. They said, hey, yep, this is the next potential Hall of Fame quarterback. We talked about this. And what I said, I go, people are going to be having a very different conversation about Jordan Love next week when they played the Giants, which they actually lost. 
And now they lose two back-to-back games, one to a Tommy DeVito, and then Baker Mayfield, who absolutely had the game of his life. The game of his life. I actually think now he gets a longer-term contract because uh, he's on a one-year, right, at Tampa? He's a free agent. Yeah, it's a, it was a one-year deal. So um, betting on himself, we love Bake. We love Bake. I love to see his success. He dismantled it, in your words, and that I think is perfect. This Green Bay team, though, uh, as mediocre as they are, Carolina absolutely stinks. There's nothing that they can do to win this game. I love Green Bay to blow the doors off of Carolina Panthers. So give me Green Bay. Most importantly, this machine, the machine is starting to cook up now after that Seattle victory. It feels better. We wanted to burn it, and I said to it, we're going to burn you, and now it delivered a victory for us last night. It's going to deliver a victory on this Green Bay-Carolina game has Green Bay winning 21.82 to 15.76. With a five-point number, you're getting over a point of value on Green Bay. Just pay attention. By the way, even though this is, uh, you know, if this line moves, we are counting Green Bay on a free three. We are counting Green Bay. This pick will never flip. It is Green Bay today. Green Bay is the play. That's the way the free three is going to work. Capiche? All right. Got Dallas at Miami. And Dallas absolutely laid an egg. There were rumors that Dallas potentially had some stomach bug. I know they didn't eat the bad oysters in Mexico because I took care of that business. This line opened up at Miami laying one. It's now one and a half. Miami destroyed the Jets last week. Wilson, did he get yanked? I saw he only played maybe a couple of sets, but you felt that Rodgers in the building, a little of that juju coming from the week prior, uh, a nice victory at home, and Tyree Kill out of order. That line moved like six points. Six points. So, by the way, if we hadn't made a subtraction uh, for Hill being out, uh, the algo liked Miami, but Hill's a big part of that deal and significant line movement. Pete, what are your thoughts here on Dallas? Do, can they rebound? Miami feels like the real deal, and especially in December. Yeah, both of these football teams really, really good and could make the Super Bowl. I think Tyreek Hill being healthy is going to be really important in this game if Miami want to win this game. Uh, they're going to need him because there's going to be big third and fourth downs that they have to complete, and he's a massive, massive part of that. Uh, I don't I don't know his health. He, he looked okay walking into the building against the Jets. It probably was a case of, we're playing against the Jets. Let's just hold them in. Zach Wilson, by the way, got hurt in the second quarter. So he had to come out of the game. That's why he, he, he got yanked. Um, Dallas, on the other hand, it was only the third time in 15 weeks or 14 weeks as a bye that I picked against Dallas. Week one, I picked against them. And then week five against the San Francisco 49ers, I picked against them. But that was it. That, 
I yesterday or this week I picked the Bills. It felt like the perfect letdown spot. Dallas had their big win on prime time against the Eagles. Buffalo coming off a massive win against KC. Should have beaten the Eagles in OT. Buffalo need this win to stay in the hunt to make the postseason. It just felt perfect. Dallas don't need it. They already clinched the playoffs um, playoff spot before the game. So I think it was a perfect recipe for just subconsciously Dallas to take the foot off the gas. I don't think that goes into this week. I think Dallas are still trying to win a division. And Seattle helped them out last night with a massive win. That'll give the Dallas Cowboys players a lot of confidence. They would have been off night sitting at home, but let's watch this game. Would have been huge for them. I think that pumps them up. I don't think Miami is a really difficult place to go play, especially this time of year. Don't know what the weather's going to be like. The East Coast, another storms and stuff down there, so it could be wet. But that being said, I know it's not, it, it won't be cold, let's put it that way. I like Dallas in this spot to go on the road, get a big win, and stay in contention to win the division. I like your take. I like your take. However, and I have no data to back this up. I usually have data, but Miami Dolphins in December, like when their win percentage, and I'd love to go back and, and, and check this out, but their win percentage feels like they crush in December, even when they stunk. For, 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 for how long? Well, when they sucked, they clearly didn't win in December. When they sucked. When the Patriots had Brady every time, and keep in mind, I went to school in South Florida. We would go to every Pats game. We would go to a lot of Dolphins game. Every Pats game I went to in like December, we would lose. I mean, even remember a few years ago when Gronk was still playing and they ended up coming back off of that lateral, off of the kick. Do you remember that? That was, I believe that happened in December as well. Just funny things happen down in pro player. I don't know. Maybe it's the teams going down there. They want to get loose. They've been in wintertime the whole time, and now they want to get loose, and and, uh, they get pretty inebriated before. They're just excited to go out and live the Miami nightlife. Here's what I want to chat about, Pete, and most people focus on Miami's defense. Statistically, I want to focus on Miami's defense. Opponent yards per game, they are ranked fifth. Opponent yards per play, they are ranked fourth. Rushing. Opponent yards per rush, just 3.7 yards a rush. Uh, This is a very good run defense. They're ranked fifth. Opponent rush yards per game, they're ranked fourth. Sack percentage, this will get you. They're going to get to Dak. They are ranked two. 9.16% sack rate. Give me Miami. Because I think as good as we know this offense is, because they are ranked number one, obviously the data is a little skewed, but this team puts up 30 points a game every week. Every week. Over 400 yards per game. I got to go with Miami. Uh, the algorithm has Miami winning 22.90 to 19.93. Uh, one and a half. Game. Essentially a three-point game, right? A field goal game. Um, yeah, lo- low scoring, which I, I don't expect. I expect this to be a shootout. But the algo, I imagine that likes the under. That's what, 41. 
I imagine the over-under is going to be in the high 40s in that game. So um, that's something to pay attention to. While you are doing that, Mitch, uh, Miami, a good winning percentage in December. They're at 56%. Slightly better win percentage actually in November. But those two months, uh, they, yeah, they they win most games in, in December. You're right. I love how you just went. We need like a real like stat person. Um that's one and a half points of value on Miami. Guys, uh, if you're interested in getting all the data, more access, or you just want to see the free picks, see the video on the free three, uh, you can check out Pete in his closet uh, at work. Uh, you can see me uh, in Mexico at my wife's family, Quinta, as they call it. This place is palatial. Palatial. Come on over to patreon.com slash Algo. You can even just sign up for free and at least hear us out or see us out. And we'll post certain things uh, that you might not see on the socials. So feel free to come on over and join us. We've got one more game left in the free three before we hit the primetime games. Cleveland at Houston. I am excited for this game. Houston opened up early at laying two. It's now two and a half. Does it climb to three? Houston, as good as they've been, eight and six record, five and two at home. They're just three and four against the spread at home. Uh, By the way, Brown's not good on the road against the spread, uh, albeit being nine and five against the spread. They're two and four against the spread on the road. Is Stroud coming back? I think that's the biggest question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have uh, we. I, I'm sure we don't know right now, considering it's Tuesday when we're recording this. So, um, that is the biggest question to answer. Even without Stroud, though, Case Keenum can win games. He just, you know, he showed that he can do it in a massive win um, that they had on the road against Tennessee in overtime. So Keenum's won a bunch of games for, and him at home. I have all the confidence in the world that he can win. Um, maybe not quite a confidence he just but but it's close. It's I don't think there's probably that much of a drop off to be honest. With Stred coming back a little bit from his you know early season MVP MVP type play, this is a very difficult game for me to 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 pick. I really don't know what to think of Cleveland. Joe Flacco is showing a lot of life and. They look good. Cleveland's defense is injured, but you know they're still pulling out late wins in tight games. They're nine and five. Houston eight and six. It's a massive game for the playoffs for both teams. I think it's going to be low scoring and nervous with turnovers on both sides. Both defenses getting after the quarterback, who regardless of who plays for Houston. Um, this is going to be in the teens, this game. Um, so with that, I'm going to have to take the team who's getting points here. Give me the Cleveland brand. And I just got an update from the boys over at Roster Watch. Uh, we've partnered with Roster Watch. They are sensational uh, at the fantasy game. Their cheat sheet, Pete, helped me secure a bye week, uh, ranked number one. And uh, I'm going into uh, the second week of playoffs on full rest, even though my team went bananas. I had Laporta and McCaffrey, which they went ham. Um, 
Dunlap did say he thinks that Stroud will play. So, uh, by the way, check those guys over. Uh, Roster Watch on all the socials. Uh, also, I go on there on Sirius XM 87, 435 Eastern time every Saturday. Uh, sometimes I'm a little wasted because that's what we do on Saturdays. Here's what I want to say. I think your take about a low-scoring game, yes, and you got to take the points here. Opponent yards per game, this is the best ranked defense in the Cleveland Browns of in the league. Uh, and this is what's keeping them in the game. Uh, opponent yards per play, they're ranked number two. Uh, opponent third down conversion, they are ranked one. You can't move the ball against this team. You can't do it. Uh, and I, again, whoever plays, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're in for it. Surprisingly, though, on the other side of the ball, we know how good this uh, rushing O-line has been. They haven't been that great. Okay, their passing statistics, not great. They're ranked 32nd in completion, the bottom of the league. They throw the second most interceptions in the league. Yet somehow, somehow, and it's off their defense, they're ranked 12th in points per game. So I got to go with the Cleveland Browns. This is probably a number that it's going to settle at. I don't see it moving to three. If it, if it gets to three, you got to jump all over it. You got to jump on it. Diago has Houston Texans winning 21.09 to 20.38. Just under two points of value on Cleveland. It's our first consensus pick, so hopefully we get something going. Uh, guys, that'll do it for this free three edition of the Bet the Algo. If you'd like to hear more, obviously come on over to patreon.com slash bet the algo folks for all our patrons stick around and we're going to dive into the primetime games which i can't wait to talk about a few of them one specific a monster potential super bowl matchup with